Hello and welcome everybody. We have a live audience joining us this week on the Premier Podcast. I lied. I made that up. There's no live audience. We're not live. We're not live. Yeah, <laughs> this is a pre-recorded recording. So, sorry about that. When we make the big time, we'll probably do a live audience. Actually, I don't even think podcasts do that. I think a lot of them do. Do they? I think a lot of them do. Really? Especially movie podcasters. Oh. I think they go to a lot of like um, award shows. Not necessarily award shows, but like uh, Comic-Con Things like that. Oh well, like like at at events is one thing, but like. Well, and then they usually do a live show. Do like they? they have like a booth and do a live show? Oh, interesting. I think that's pretty common. Okay, and we, some of them will even go on tour and do like a live stage thing. Oh, okay. Ethan is way more closer than I am. I don't know podcast ins and outs. I listen to like three. I just watch podcasts. Lee listens to podcasts. Different. So that is true. Yeah. I uh, anyway. Um, Who's going to laugh at our jokes, though? Like, we should get, like, a live audience, like like a laugh track, you know? You want to pay him? Yeah. It's in the budget, I well, think. When we, get, when we make it big time, I, I bet we can make it in the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, the tickets are 25 each. So, and 2050, then, we're going live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what to do, baby. By that time, I don't think, I don't th- by 2050, I don't even know if we'll still have movie theaters. I think we'll just have chips in our brain. Oh, and I thought you meant just, like just like Lay's chips. No, no, <laughs> no popcorn. No, Ethan, we no downgraded. <laughs> yeah, uh, popcorn well, in the movie theaters would probably cost five thousand uh, dollars, and movies will just be done through our VR headsets. There will be no cinematic experience anymore. No live interaction. Can you believe that twenty forty is closer than two thousand eight? Hang on, let me think about that. Dang. So twenty forty, sixteen years, and two thousand eight was oh my gosh, sixteen years. Yeah, holy cow. Yo, what, dude? The Obama administration. It's so long ago. I mean, he was president until 2016. Well, I know, so but, like, but like when he started, though. Like, or you know. 20... Yeah, it was Yeah, 20, yeah he, was, he was a two-termer, you know? Two-timer. <laughs> a two-timer, yeah. Two-termer. I yep. like that term. Sorry. I like, well... <laughs> I'm just making it up. Anyway. Uh, how's, your, how's your day been, Ethan? How's it going? Oh, it's been pretty good. Sorry we were off for the New Year's there, everybody. We're, we're back and kicking here. Um, but no, I had a good New Year's. It was nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, we are actually together in the same room this time, so hopefully the audio is going to be a little bit better. Yeah, let us know. if I, I thought last week's personally sounded just fine, but let us know if it was not as good yeah. or meeting your standards, which I know they never do, but if it met your standards for this podcast. You guys deserve the best, and we're doing the best we can, which aren't the same thing, but thank <laughs> you very much anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I... Uh, any any cool fun New Year's New Year's stories parties, women? No, none of none of that in my life. Um, didn't really set many New Year's resolutions either. Same, sorry, Dad. Um, we'll see how the year takes us. Yeah, I'm more of yeah, I'm more of a I don't want to say giving up kind of feel, more of a go with the flow kind of feel, which is a better way to say I've given up on trying. I'm no longer trying. That is, that is one way to say that, yeah. So. Going with the flow could be different for some people. That is true. Some, Sometimes it's yeah. hard to go with the flow. Yeah, that's true. For the you type A personalities, you color red uh, ETFJs. I don't know that I forget. The, you just name random letters, didn't I, you? No, no, no. There's like a, there's like the quiz. Like Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I don't think you named an actual. I don't think I did either. EFT, EFTJ? Is that I think you, that's what I said, yeah. Is that even enough letters? There's four. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but yeah, for you, you dominant people out there that uh, natural born leaders, the go getters, the wake up at six a.m. in the morning and ruin my life, people. Sorry, I uh, going with the flow might be a hard thing for you. 
where there is to me, I'm lazy. So it comes easy. ESTJ is a personality with a type of extroverted, observant, thinking, and judging. It's called the executive trait. So you were right on. Okay. You knew it. Wait, ESTJ or EFTJ? ESTJ. I did say EF. Oh, you are so, man. We gave you the... Darn it. We gave you the credit. I should. Oh, I see. It corrected it to ESTJ because there is no ESTJ. Ah, okay. Thank you, Google. We were close. I, for one, am grateful for my future AI overlords. So thank you. Yeah. Please have favor in us. Yeah, have favor in us. <laughs> I don't think you'll be programmed with morality, but just know I stuck up for you. Well, if they're AI, they should. Uh-uh. You ever had the conversation with ChatGPT? I think AI is going to get to the point where it will become emotional. No, emotional on what? It's not Bender from Futurama. There's well, no emotion chip. Eventually, we'll get to the point where it has their own feelings. Mm. Mm. I watched the creator. I know how that works. Well, I was about to say not to spoil too much, but we'll probably get into a near future where that was that was uh, that we saw earlier, later, earlier, later, earlier, later, earlier this year, earlier this year, tomorrow. To- nope, not tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> not to- tomorrow, maybe. Anyway. This episode, though, we're going to be going over our top individual top 10 movies of the year. 2023 had a lot of ups and downs for movies. Overall, though, a lot of movies came out. A lot of movies. I'd say more ups than downs, I would argue. I think. I'm surprised you're saying this. I am, too. I think in general. I think, I think it. I for me, I, uh, like you said earlier, um, I, I struggled to find my top 10 movies that I watched this year. I was like, did I like? the movies i watched and i found 10 i found 10 that i enjoyed it would have been tough if it weren't for a movie i saw on december 25th i would have been cutting it close if you like all right ethan i'm gonna give you my nine favorites and a tenth that is just a filler but (laughs) we got it we got her in there well it's funny before i was telling lee i was like okay we'll do our top 10 and then honorable mentions after and lee was like honorable mentions and then ethan made fun of me because he said he had quickly found his least favorite do, top I, ten, I which is why I'm surprised he said there were more ups than down. Well, like I mean, I meant for the viewers at large, the listen, the good people listening to our podcast. I'd I also think not. you didn't watch too many movies at the beginning of the year. No, I really. Like no. to be honest, you were playing catch up already over the summer. I was playing catch up over the summer, yeah. So I think you missed like half the year. I did pull a few all nighters for you guys, so I could review every movie adequately. We love you, our 25 avid listeners, and. Two weeks ago, Jeremy pushed us over our limits, or two episodes ago, sorry, and got us our highest rated episode. Most views, I think. Thank you to our boy Jeremy, the real MVP. Let us know if you'd like him on again. Oh, oh, please let, please, please let him be on again, everybody. Please, I'm begging you. Also, uh, really quick, uh, shout out to our listeners in other countries. I think I know some of you. So shout outs if you're in, if you're in Honduras. Brazil, India, oh, I think I know all three of you, and then Spain, no clue, I'm sorry, but thank you very much, UK, uh, also no clue, so thank you anyway, Uh, Philippines, no clue, but thank you very much, Uh, Canada, I guess, thank you. Sweden. Why are we guessing? Thank you. Well, I guess I think, I know I think one person that lives in Canada still. So, thank you, Uncle Mike, oh, if just, that was you. <laughs> it just made it sound like, I guess, thank you. Like, Sorry, no. We love <laughs> like our we, your upstairs Your lessons neighbors. didn't matter. <laughs> Sorry that you have to live upstairs to a country that uh, does the things that we do. Uh, Sweden, thank you. Matemana, thank you. Uh, actually, not sure uh, at this point, but thank you. 
Uh, Belgium, absolutely zero clue who listened from Belgium. But thank you. Hey, we're worldwide. Baby. Thank you to our friend, uh, Nicaragua. Thank you. I know who you are. Uh, Rwanda, no clue. But thank you. I don't think you're Don Cheadle. Indonesia, thank you. No clue. But also, once again, thank you. Bangladesh, even less of a clue. Zero idea. Don't know how we're getting to Bangladesh. Or to our last one, Romania. But thank you very much. We appreciate the international support. That was great. I'm assuming it might have been just one person traveling. Uh, could have been the case. Yeah, I don't know if they like, had their like, location flipped on somewhere like, <laughs> yeah. or on a plane. Or Possibly some VPNs. Yeah. Also true. On the table here. Yeah. Uh, we welcome all listeners. We do not discriminate. But last year we had 557 listeners. Yes. Or views, I mm-hmm. guess. Listeners might not be the appropriate term because I know some of you are avid listeners. Yeah. But thank you all for listening. And so we're going to get into our top 10 here. Now, the way that it's going to work, just like we normally do, uh, we'll start from the bottom, go to the top. But let's say my number nine is Lee's number three. Lee's going to tell me to hold off and we'll wait till his number three to address it so he can have the full thunder of his number three. Um, so as per usual, Lee, pick a number one through 100. 68. Perfect. It was 69. You were closer than my guess, which was five. So it's yours. You were closer to you. Okay. All right. You, you always do this, man. This is how you make Marco pick. Marco yeah. Rivas, by the way. And yeah. it works great. It does work great. And that's how we got him, that's how we got him into the year of Marco. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> and it, boy, has that changed. It worked. Wow. Yeah. He's gone mad with power. Actually crazy. He needs it. He does. No, he doesn't. Why not? He, you say it like he's missing out on something. Like he's underprivileged. I like them having power. Well, I mean, I I don't actually. I'm getting a little tired of it because he makes me do stuff. And then he puts words in my mouth saying I did this or will do it when I never said such things. Now, to be fair, I was in there for a couple of those conversations you did say. Okay, not, okay. so some, so some of them, yes. And I told him which ones, yes. And others, I'm like, I never even at all, not even close, said to anything like that. Anyways, this is a discussion for another day. Yeah, sorry. Private so. audience. Maybe our live show. <laughs> yeah, make a note of that for one. Yeah, yeah, like in 2050. 2050, yeah. <laughs> we will get to the bottom <laughs> in 26 years, of yeah. these things that Marco has noted and dated. Uh, he does keep timestamps, though. Anyway, uh, so I'm going first, right? Yeah, you were closer. I was closer. Okay, yeah, I sure was closer. Number ten, and this is where this is where the end of the year came in clutch for me to find a tenth movie one uh, that I enjoyed. Uh, Godzilla minus one. You're going to have to hold on to that one. Okay. All right. You're going to have to have that one okay. a little all higher right. on my list. All right. All right. My number 10. That was your number 10. That was my number 10. Dang. Uh, my number 10. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. What? Really? I thought this movie was really good. Dang. You know, that should have been one of my honorable mentions. Because <laughs> remember earlier in this year where we're like, we we came back to that movie so many times. You mean like September? Yeah, earlier this year, last year. Yeah, <laughs> it's like late last year. I uh, anyway, I'm glad you're giving it the love because I think we like the more we talked about it, we're like we actually did like that movie more than we said it originally. I watched it again when I went home for Christmas. Oh, actually, okay. And I the jokes were still funny, and I think the part that they nailed about this movie, which is why I loved it so much, was that they actually made them teenagers and act like teenagers. They did. They put the teenage and teenage mutant ninja turtles, and that's all we cared about. The teenager and the chemistry was there in that movie. I I do give them that. I do give them credit for that. That is very true. So that's why it falls out of my why it falls to my number ten because I don't know. It was one of the most 
enjoyable Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for their individual characters rather than just the action and fighting the bad guy. I feel like I mainly just cared about them, and so that's why they were my number 10. Okay. All right. You know, in hindsight, I might have wanted to put that one or put Godzilla above my next one, but I'm glad you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I liked it, too. I liked how the whole movie led up to that stupid milking show. Oh, that was great. In hindsight, that was freaking brilliant. <laughs> that was a great. If yeah. you haven't seen the movie, look out for the milking joke. Yeah. Can't miss it, but yeah, it's it still gonna make off. you laugh though. It pays even off. with the spoiler, it, oh, the payoff is huge. Everybody, mark our words. Uh, number nine, which in hindsight, I think I probably should have put at number ten, but here we are. So, number nine, I have Wonka. Interesting, nice. Yeah, I don't know why I was like, why did I like that more than I expected? It was just weird. I was like, what's going on? Why am I enjoying this? It was it was an odd feeling the whole time. I was like, what? What's going on? You're not used to happiness and used to a cheerful vibe. Well, I, I was. I guess I'm not. It was just <laughs> it just caught me off guard. So anyway, number nine is Wonka. I don't know if you have that anywhere on your list. Wonka's not on my list. Um, it is one that I did think about, though. It was a movie I enjoyed. I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Maybe. Um, but it's a good a good Thursday night movie for me. Thursday night movie. I think it's a good, like, I don't know, like, if I ever have a family, which I probably won't. But Liar. if I had one, I'd probably be like, let's watch Wonka again. You know, it's like a nice Sunday night, you know, with the fam, good vibes kind of feel. Oh, yeah. Wholesome. Good background Oddly movie, Oddly enough too. for Willy Wonka. Yeah, very, very uh, good background movie. I think the first Willy Wonka is wholesome, too. But Yeah, I think it's a little more. As a twist. Yeah, the twist. And it's a little, I don't know. But it's not like dark. I mean, yeah, I guess there's more loud noises in the original one <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, compared to this one. Yeah. So I think I was like, yeah, there wasn't actually too many loud noises, surprisingly. Yeah. But uh yeah. I uh so in hindsight I would correct myself. I would put that number ten and Godzilla minus one and number nine. But here we are. So Juan got my number nine. No real complaints. Uh just uh just makes you feel nice inside. My number nine, I think you're gonna have this one higher on your list. I have air. Ooh, slow down. Slow. <laughs> slow down there, Mr. Thompson. See, I, I knew this one would be higher for you. It's probably my bias. I don't think it's bias. I think it is bias. I think that's like in a movie. We'll like. We'll, we'll no, but we'll like in a movie is bias. Sorry you have feelings. Well, like, you know, <laughs> like, like I think your average, like, like, for example, I think someone that likes Star Wars is probably just Star Wars are good movies. I'm well, sorry you had bias in your personal top ten. They're not great. But there's these are personal good. top ten. Okay, so yeah. you're supposed so to be biased. Hang on, hang, <laughs> hang on, on to, to air. We'll get to it. So you're number eight. My number eight is the Covenant. I hadn't seen this one, but it looks it good. It was, uh, to be honest, it was a little underwhelming. I had pretty high hopes for it, but enough to make the list. But enough to make the list compared to everything else I had to watch for you people this year. So, uh, cool premise. Uh, spoiler. I guess at this point uh serving the military in the middle east and a arabic translator a native translator helping the u.s military uh risks his life for our good friend jake gyllenhaal and then gets captured or no disappears for his family's sake to keep, uh, to keep himself safe and jake gyllenhaal kind of goes back to try to find him and bring him to the states like he wanted originally so he could have a better life for his family and chaos ensues and also this abounds at the very end but 
uh, cool, cool adventure, cool adventure. You know, nice. uh, a tasteful amount of action, I would say. I know this director had a couple of movies that came out this year that kind of hit under the table because they were supposed to be released last year, and then uh, Guy Ritchie, I believe. Guy Ritchie, yeah. yeah. So I believe they were both Amazon Prime originals, right? Uh, the Covenant was, I believe, and then let me see what else. Because I know they were kind of ones where it was, we still have this, we might as well release it kind of thing, so there was a lot going on last year, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, glad that one was up there for So, you. yeah, Covenant. Uh, of course. Uh, thank you to everyone for your service, by the way, if you have been in the military. Uh, but yeah, that was my number eight. Nice. Operation Thanks. Fortune was the other one out there. Yes, sorry. I, no, I just found I it. I looked at it and I forgot to say it. So yeah, Operation, yeah. My number eight. I have the Super Mario Brothers movie. Who's the gear? Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Number eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. This, to me, lived up to everything I wanted this movie to be. Really? Okay. I mean, what did you... I mean, this is all I like wanted and expected <laughs> from a Mario Brothers now, kids Now, the movie. bar was pretty low. And not that there's, like, a lot of lore to go off of in a Mario movie. Well, the horses. So... Sorry. Anyway, but and there's a ton of lore. there's no there's decades no, and decades. There's of lore. no lore. Nintendo never wanted there to be lore. It's the dumb Americans that be like, oh, did you know that Yoshi in Japanese means this, and that's why he anyway. So apparently, it doesn't count as a lore. Um. <laughs> it's, it's made up stuff. It's fan fiction. Get a life, you people. I'm keeping it there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it why eight. did you like the Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> Like I said, I think it lived up to my expectations of this movie. I really like Mario. Big Nintendo guy, I would say. And so this is everything we could have asked for, especially for how bad it seemed like it was going to be. We all thought Chris Pratt was a terrible pick when he ended up being the perfect pick. I, d- I will say, I did I did like his voice at the end of the day. I was like, you did a good job voicing Mario. So, they absolutely killed it. I loved all the Easter eggs that didn't take away from the movie, which I feel like movies kind of do nowadays. They put Easter eggs and kind of throw them up front so you clearly see them and it stops the action or stops the normal scene. When this one, all the Easter eggs were just behind, you could look for them, but they didn't take away from the plot out there. So really, really liked the Super Mario Bros. movie and gave me all the Nintendo vibes that I wanted to and one of the best box office movies this year. I think it did the best, right? Or did Barbie, uh, Barbie definitely pass it. Did Barbie pass it? Okay. Yeah, but still really good. So we got the Mario Brothers movie. And I, like, it's a kid's movie. And I think every one thing you want in a kid's movie, this this had. So I just felt like it was kind of, like, dry. I was like, I feel like nobody really did anything except Bowser. They just took the kid out of you. I guess so. But, like, like I said, great kid's movie. Well done uh, on all fronts for that. But I'm right. Now we're on to number seven, if my math skills are correct. Did you do your eight already? I think so. Yeah, mine was the covenant. Yeah, just one last thing. Mario Brothers did a hundred. Sorry, one point three million. Billion. Billion. Yes, okay. sorry. One point three billion, and billion. Barbie did one point four. Oh yeah, it did. It did beat it out. Okay. So. Cool. Nice. Perfect. On to your number seven. Uh, number seven, the creator. Nice. And I think I don't know. I I think this is where I was kind of being like, what else do I put on the list? But the creator, it, it wasn't bad. I'm just curious. Sorry, before you went in the creator. <clears throat> at what number of movies did you have to say, okay, what else do I put on the list? Is it like after your third one? 
Uh, I knew Godzilla minus one for sure was going to be on my list, and then or sorry, just like your your you don't have to tell me what the movies are. Oh no, yeah. But like was it after you pick your third movie? You're like, oh, I guess I have to fill slots four through ten. I'm trying to think about that. Uh, I think about five. I think I put five movies down. You probably like, like really like five. I was like, okay. shoot, what else did I actually like? So yeah. So yeah. these are your honorable mentions. So the uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, didn't want to steal the creator's thunder. Just want to no, see I, where we're at. I, you said that for the last. It sounds like you didn't have the creator on yours. It was my number one honorable mention. Okay. It was constantly coming on and off okay. of the list. That's um, fair. That's there. fair. So, I uh, I think the creator it, it it had it had the good and the bad. The beginning was pretty slow. You know, generic action movie. Uh, it did go in a very different direction than I thought it was going to go in, which was cool. And, you know, any movie about sci-fi that oddly makes, you know, sci-fi grounded and makes you think a little bit more about your humanity, I think is cool. Which the creator did to a degree. Yeah, so. it did a good job of that and making it kind of subtle at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't like too much in your face, but kind of was a little bit to make you think. Yeah. To your point, AI becomes emotional. Has feelings. Yeah, has feelings. I think one day they will. Um, but I, I really like John David Washington in this film. I think he Our boy. definitely steals the show, just like he did in Tenet there. And so really loved him at the front. Uh, this movie I actually really liked and enjoyed uh, this year, too. So great pick. Please enlighten us. We're at seven, right? Yeah. Sorry, I know I say that every time because I also I forget. forget. Yes. I should be writing yours down so that way I know like which we've already covered. So I, I thought about it earlier when I was like, "Ooh, we're gonna lose track of that," but that's okay. Or I, the you know I should just know because I which movie I said last. Uh, my number seven is a uh, Suzume. Educate me. How did you like it? Suzume was a really good film, um, brought to you by the same producers and directors of Weathering with You and Your Name, which Your Name is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, there, and so Suzume. I thought was really good, really great artwork, really great story, and you just feel for the characters, for the story that you're like, why am I feeling for this? This is clearly a fantasy fiction one, but all of a sudden I I want you to succeed. And I don't know, really, I don't know, brings anime to life, kind of in the same way that Studio Ghibli films do. Really? Okay. I would Correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you were much more impressed with Susie Mae than you were with The Boy and the Heron. I was much more impressed, uh, mainly because the story was a lot easier to follow. Okay. Where I was waiting for it to kind of unravel with Boy of the Heron. Um, and it does have some, like, anime stuff, but it's some less weird and gross stuff <laughs> that the Boy okay. and the Heron had. Okay. So, um, yeah, I definitely like Susan May more. Uh, Boy and the Heron, sorry, spoiler, was not on my list. Um, but, no, Susan May was really good. I'd recommend going to see it um, or renting it now. I don't think it's on any streaming services yet. Probably local won't be. Redbox and and check it out there i'd actually be kind of surprised if it was out of red box you think so i'd be surprised i think this movie like only aired at like select theaters i'm pretty sure i had to go down to regal to go watch this really one. was it that exclusive wow dang. Uh, i think most anime movies kind of are like really i'd be kind of surprised if demon slayer was out of red box i feel like demon slayer kind of blew up i feel like we had a lot of friends that i didn't i never saw it, but i feel well, like I a lot of friends that did go see demon slayer i'd just be surprised if it was on red box hmm I guess that's true. I feel like anime movies are kind of more readily available. Like, what is it, Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll, yeah. Yeah. So, perfect. Adding some, uh, the good taste of Japanese cinema that we were missing up to this point. That's true. So, on to number six. Well, you had Godzilla. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I, I we do, haven't talked about it though. We haven't talked true. about it. That's true. I should have. I should have put that. One. I'm excited to hear what you want to say because I I do want to get into Godzilla, Godzilla a bit more because I I think there was more to oddly enough to enjoy in that film. We love our international film. So, oh yes, we do. I think that was my thing this year. I'd watch Korean drama, and this is not regarding movies. I really got into Korean dramas this year. Nice. I mean, I got into them before in the past, but this year I think I really doubled down. Okay. So okay. go watch some international stuff. You'll be surprised what you like. Yeah. Uh, Goblin, Hotel de Luna, you know, the, the heavy hitters for sure. So. I'm excited to see those. I've not heard of any of those. Oh, I thought Goblin was a really famous one. It probably is. Okay. I, uh, I've seen a little bit of that one, and I oddly enough liked it. Uh, Hotel de Luna was recommended to me by a friend. Nice. Uh, so let's see here. Number six, I believe. If my math skills are still correct. Yeah, you are correct. I went to college. Barbie was my number six pick. Ooh, good one. Mm-hmm. Did you have yours? It's on? not on my list. Barbie? Not on okay. my list. I feel like you like Barbie more than I did. If I, remember. I liked a lot of movies this year. Well, I, but like, that's, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said I thought you liked it more than I did, but clearly I was wrong. Now, to be fair, I still could have liked it more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to dwindle mine down from... 18 movies I liked. Are you serious? Yes. Well, I had five and you had 18. Well, 18 that I considered for my top 10. There were still some that I did not put on there that I still liked. Um, and then I dwindled it down to 13 to have three honorable mentions. Okay. So I think I just enjoy the theater more. Or not more, but... You can say I go back for old okay. style of I'm looking for the positive, I'm looking for entertainment, and you're looking for the art styles and the art... It's just, it's a curse. I, I envy those that can just be like, I had a good time, and I'll be like... But you're the one that's going to have a newspaper article. Follow me on Letterboxd, since we're talking about that. Are you on there? I am. Oh, nice. My brother-in-law talked me into getting one, and I was like, wow, this is great. I can, what do you do on there? I review movies I've seen. Oh, sick. Yeah. And look at other people's good reviews of, of movies they have seen. Anyway, uh, Barbie, good time. Uh, I've never enjoyed hating men more than I did when I watched that movie. <laughs> it was great. I, I that movie actually it was just it just made me laugh. And you know the I think the message which I first obviously am not going to resonate with. I think the message was important and I think it was there. Oh, clear. In Barbie, can't miss it. So yeah, I can't miss it. Too much pink to miss it. So Barbie it was a good time. <laughs> I don't think it was the pink. Uh, all things considered. Good time. Why would I would rewatch Barbie? So anyway, I did rewatch that one over the break, and I think that's why I fell lower on my list. Really, going back, you're like, oh, I mean, interesting. And actually, dissect that for us. I don't know. I just why think so. Sometimes move, and probably because I watched it too recently. But like sometimes movies with strong messages, you can't watch very recently because then the message dies off. I guess that's true. And so, that's fair. It it loses it loses the special. It loses its impactfulness. And some only some jokes to me carried over to enjoying them the second time. Otherwise, knows its impact. Okay, that's fair. But Sublime will always always be there. Sublime. He improved every single take of that. So interesting. Okay, that's fair though. I feel like movies with a a deeper message you can't watch them too often. Yeah. Like uh, for example, there's a movie my mom makes us watch a lot. And it's a good movie. It's called Taking Champs with Kevin Bacon. But it's about... Uh, anyway, it is... Uh, I feel like I watch it too much. And 
the big deal of what it's like the actual message it just you know it's 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 like if eggnog were available the whole year you know it just it's just not as it would be kind of nice special no unnice i don't want that i I love eggnog so much i see you you're you're wanting to say okay that's fair now i do think it also depends on the message and also if you're the audience for the message Mm-hmm. Now, I think everyone's partially an audience, like the audience for Barbie to like understand the message, but yeah. it'd be weird, especially us two men in their 20s, to be watching Barbie every week. Yeah. Yeah, like if I'm alone by myself, I'm probably not going to watch Barbie, you know? Yeah. I, I feel a little weird. Like, it was, what if someone knocked on my door and I'd have to explain I was watching Barbie? I would probably Not just, that there's anything wrong with that. It's more just, I think yeah, we, would, a little wrong. We, we, we would hate it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we would turn to hating the yeah. movie. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Even if the the message was flipped, yeah, I still think we'd end up hating the movie. That's fair. Yeah. No. Yeah. True. That was your number six, though. Good. Good number choice. Six. Good choice. Thank you. In fact, the world agreed with you. Made it the number one box office movie. <laughs> the world agreed with me for once. Anyway. Or you agreed with the world. Yeah. Sorry. That was a better way to to word that. So. Who wishes? I think I, they agreed with you. I. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, everybody. Anyway. My number six, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. No! No! Is this higher on your list? It's not. I would would probably... You know, I was... Spoiler alert. I was sitting at work today. What is today? January 8th, Monday. The year of our Lord Savior, 2024. And I was realizing, I was like, Ethan and I scheduled to record tonight. I... Need to make my top ten list. Really? <laughs> I've, been, I've been moving this thing around for like three weeks. I, I mean, I was at work and I was like, because I I knew it. I was like, or like as soon as we had this idea and it got to the end of twenty twenty three, I was like, oh, ten movies I like. Oh, I can barely find that. This will be no problem. I'm not gonna have to sift through, sort them out. No, you know, always sunny Philadelphia, you know, bulletin board style sorting and tracking, investigating. No, none of that. No, none of this required for this particular topic. And I realized, I was like, wait a minute, I was surprised that I liked that movie. And it's not on my list, and I didn't bother making it on my notes list, because I struggled to find 10 movies I actually liked. So now I guess I found 11 movies I like. So nice. anyway, Mission Possible was fun. It was a good time. I was actually surprised. I don't like that kind of movie. But I was like, wow, I'm... This is sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Next year I'll show you how to like be able to... Just see what movies came out starting in January through the end of the year. So we can just see what movies came out instead of. I should probably do that. This is like how, for example, this is how I play Uno or any other game. I do not really group my like cards together, either by number or by color. I just I just take them as they come and I just leave them there in my hand. I don't I don't sort my hand when I'm playing like poker or Uno. I don't think you can sort your hand while playing. Well, I guess... I, uh, I was, five card, I was tech, uh, five card yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. I was assuming Texas Hold'em was like, we want to do a flip. Yeah, it's like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. Oh, it looks better. <laughs> so, but I'm glad you brought it up. So please tell the good people why you liked it and I will shut up. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just, it'd be, I'd be interested to see how many movies you actually saw because I saw 31 movies this year. So I'd be interested to see how many you actually saw. I don't know if I saw quite that much. I think you saw a little bit more than I did. I think you saw more than you thought you did, though. Uh, Mission Impossible, though. I think Tom Cruise does it again. I think he knows how to produce movies really well that are captivating. And all the Mission Impossible movies I really like, especially the later ones, where he kind of has more full control. 
Um, more action-packed, but still has a main plot with emotions, and you love the characters. Even if you had not seen the other Mission Impossibles, I feel like you'd still love the characters. Instantly in this movie, feel like you, you want them all to live. Sad if any of them die there. So, I think, I don't know. It was a very well-done movie. And so, I'm excited for the next one, part two, to come out to see where it kind of continues. That was the other thing I really liked about this movie, is... Oftentimes when you know it's going to be part one or all of a sudden a part two comes out, it's usually like a huge cliffhanger. And I feel like this one, it had a small cliffhanger to the point where the movie was complete on its own, but still kind of left you something for a next one, but not like, man, I'd never want to watch part one without watching part two. I think you could watch part one easily on its own. Really? Surprised. It well, literally was a cliffhanger. A, like a train. But literally, a cliffhanger is how the movie ended. But it was, it was like I said, and that's why I'm saying it's a small cliffhanger. Small? Because they still achieved in one at the end of the first one. What? They got the key. Well, I know. They had the key. But, spoiler alert. So they... Actually, now I need to remember. Because they, they get the key right. Because the guy, the guy goes his way on the train thinking he still has it. And then he dies or something. Or falls off. And then... No. Hang on. What happens? Hang on. I'm, I'm sorry, Tom Cruise. I know you're a good man. Because, uh, no, they, they get the key, but then... Hang on. I'm going to go back to that. Okay. I'll put that up. Because I know, because, like, it ended, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I it, and usually, you, like, you see the sequel coming, you're like, great. And, of course, like, this is that kind of franchise, and it should be. But, like, I, I was excited for the sequel and that movie. well that's what I think I think that it makes you excited movie. for the sequel but I don't feel like I guess the biggest example of course because I feel like this is becoming more popular of a thing everyone goes back to Infinity War where Infinity War the cliffhanger is only good because of Endgame if I watch Infinity War I pretty much have to watch Endgame no Infinity War is just a better movie than Endgame I disagree but Regardless, I don't want to get into that. It's mainly the fact no, that... No, we can get into it. It's okay. Yeah, well, that, that's for another episode. For another no, day. Argue, argue with me right now. <laughs> it, the, the, uh, that's not the point I'm arguing. Is Endgame or Infinity War? Which one's better? It's just the fact that the cliffhanger is so big that I'm left at the theater being like, oh, what happens next? Like, I need to know. And if I watched it at home, I'd be like, all right, let's flip the disc, if it was on a disc, and watch the other one. Where I feel like Dead Reckoning... It left me wanting for another one and leading to it, but I feel like the ending closed out really nicely where I could be at peace just watching that one and never having a second one. Hoping for a second one for sure, but be at peace with just that one. Be, be at peace. Because it, end, it, it ends with, like, she's like, okay, I'll help you or join you or whatever, right? Yeah, and the one girl dies. Yeah, yes. Thank goodness. And then... <laughs> Thank goodness she ended up helping Hang on. I, anyway, I'll uh, I'll do a video essay on it later. That's my point. Is that it wasn't, I see your point. It wasn't a point. dramatic cliffhanger. What? I don't know. To me, to me, it sets it up like their work is not done. It does set it up that way, but not in a abrupt ending like I feel like a lot of other movies are recently. I guess that's And true. one other one that's probably going to be on our list was very abrupt. It does. Uh, it does appropriately build... And let you know that the stakes are still very high going into the second one. The way I, I kind of relate it is kind of 
to The Fellowship of the Ring. Ooh, it's been a while. It's okay. a good one just on its own. And it makes you want to watch the other two, but you could be okay just watching Fellowship of the Ring one night. These are hot takes. These are hot takes being okay with a two-parter of a movie. I don't know. I just To me, it just makes it nice not to, especially for long movies. That one was a long one. And so that, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. There's still okay. a lead on for the next one, but okay. it's just not as harsh and dramatic okay. as like Infinity War and some other part twos, one that we'll probably get into later on this. I and I do I do give uh, to your point earlier. I do give the writers credit to saying they got the key right to the to the AI or the entity, whatever they call it. Same. Uh, yeah, and like you said, they technically they got the job done, but and like you said, we're Infinity War and everybody dies. You're like, <laughs> but yeah, this you're like, oh my gosh, they're still. Very little time to do what they need to do. <laughs> so, it, it, that's, it, it that's plays fair. both. It still has that's a fair. third act that closes with a good... No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I see I see your points. doesn't end in the middle of the third act, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Or the second movie isn't the third act, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Or wait, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you never know. He might go. They'll probably go until he dies or something. But number five number for five. Mr. Woods. I have air. So we circle back. To, I believe that was your number nine, right? That was my number nine, yeah. Yeah. Air, okay, so that's been the only, like, hold off besides the... Besides Godzilla, yeah. Uh, Godzilla, yeah. So, okay, so, so far, not too confusing. I think that members. probably will be the last one, too. But number five, we have Air. And it, this is for sure my bias. I, uh, I used to be a sneakerhead. I have renounced those days. But I thought Air was really cool. I thought the speech that Matt Damon gives to pretend Michael Jordan was sick at the end of the movie. That was dope. Uh, a little cheesy where Ben Affleck just has like this awakening or come to a senses moment when he's just running. And it's like, wow, cool, cheesy. But what if it actually happened like that? Well, maybe it did, but they could have portrayed it a little more. I don't know. Instead of just him running down the street and be like, ah. Anyway, I think that's how it happened. Well, like anyway, I, I just, I, it just say, felt a little I don't hokey. think that's cheesy. I think it that's felt, just history. And like, you might as well like go in the middle of the woods and take some substances and just o- open your third eye at that point. Like, come on. I think no matter what, you would have thought it was cheesy. However, like I came around. Yeah, probably. Yeah, true. Just because he came around. But the the dialogue I thought was really good in air. I thought uh, the leads did a really good job. Love Viola Davis. Love Matt Damon. And I don't know. I just. I think it's a really cool story, the coming to be of Michael Jordan. And, I don't know, a shoe is just a shoe, but a shoe is a big deal. <laughs> she was not be- just a shoe. Be- because of, because <laughs> of the guy who stepped in it. So, anyway, I thought Air was really cool. Air was funny. Oh, I see you're recording. Air was, uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, cannot really... Uh, got got lots of nice things, to, nice things to see about Air. This is where we get to the point... Uh, probably Barbie up and Godzilla is where I actually enjoy these movies. You just put one in the middle that you didn't like. Sorry. <laughs> you just put one. I just, like, the more I'm thinking about it, I was like, I actually did like Godzilla minus one a bit more. But we'll, we'll get into my gripes when we get to yours, when it's on your list. But anyway, I liked there. Error, I thought, was really good. Um, it was one that I was constantly going through my last kind of three slots. Um, I just thought it was amazing that they were able to do a movie about Michael Jordan without Michael Jordan. 
I know. Like he like right, he, without seeing his face. Yeah, he was just uh, like a placeholder, really. Like, and to me, that kind of like what's the word? Ingrandizes, grand, makes cooler. Like the fact that he's there. Like how he, he's not like a part of it. He's like the whole reason. And like they're just lucky that he finally like showed up into the room, their board meeting room. I don't know. I I thought that uh, that was a a cool way to like build up that to legend that oh, he yeah. is. Like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, anyway. That that to me was the most amazing part and I love Matt Damon. I think he did a great job in this yeah. this movie. Jason Bateman as well. I like Jason Bateman. As well as uh oh what's his mom's name? The actor who played his mom. Oh Viola. Viola yeah. Davis, yeah. Viola Davis. She did great mm-hmm. there. Um yeah, really, really good movie. Like I said, even if you you don't like shoes or you're not a sneakerhead, I think you'll still like this movie. Yeah, I think if you're not a sports person, I think you can still appreciate this movie because, like, they they explain every single part of why what's going on is a big deal very well. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's crazy the fact that like it's written so well to the point where it almost could have been about anybody. Now I think Michael Jordan definitely mm-hmm. takes it to the top because that's it was true events. Yeah. But I just think the writing was so good at hyping this up. Like, even if you don't really know anything about Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you'll be like, whoa. Yeah. I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to say. You, Obviously, you, the story is yeah. about Michael Jordan because it was the whole thing. Um, yeah. And he's the main point on the main attraction yeah. in the film. But my, I guess my point there is, like, if you know nothing about Michael Jordan, to you is just some celebrity that you know nothing about, Yeah, you'll still be like, whoa, this movie was great. Yeah, I think you will that's leave. No, that's fair. You'll leave watching that movie, like, kind of getting a better sense of, like, the legend that, that he is. And then at the very end, they hit you with the, yeah, he makes $400 million a year just for existing because he got because of his shoe. So. Boy, did that work out. <laughs> yeah, dang. Good call. All thanks um, to his mom. Good job, Viola. Not his real mom. <laughs> sorry, kidding. I know. I know it's not. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, was, I think that was like his only condition. He's like, you can make this movie about me. I just want her to play my mom. That was one of his conditions. Yeah. One that he made. Clear the public. I'm sure there was others. Yeah, yeah, there probably was others. Like, I'm sure he was right there yeah. through the whole thing. So probably, yeah. So, but great pick at your number five. So number five. Please. My number five. I also have a sports movie. <laughs> I have Creed three. I had a feeling you were gonna. I was. I had a feeling it was gonna be on yours. Okay. Creed three okay. was really good. It was a really. I mean, they're already announced a new Creed movie, so I'm excited to see that one. But it was kind of cool to see Creed without Rocky, kind of his own standalone his own movie. Yeah. I mean. He was still the main star in the other two, mm-hmm. but now I mean, like, the only star. Yeah. Granted, um, Jonathan Mayer, regardless of what any of his allegations or anything, does a really good job in this movie at playing the friend that turns villain. There, uh, that we kind of already knew was a villain the right. entire time. Um, but no, I think it's really good. I think this really shows what Michael B. Jordan can do as a. Cause I'm pretty sure he directed the film and produced it, and so yeah, those are his movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, this is the one where he finally got control, like full control. He's like, get out of here, Sylvester. You're done. Well, I don't think Sylvester had control of her either. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just think sorry, the yeah. studio put him in charge yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope Sylvester Stallone still's up in the next one. That'd be kind of cool um, still. But I think Rocky's just such a just like great franchise. Like, the Creeds have not Very disappointed. Iconic. No, I, I feel like they have done, they have been appropriate homage to the icon that Rocky is. And I, now I did not see this third one, 
but I did, I do remember enjoying the first Creed and I'm like, this is, this is a good take. This is, this is the right direction this franchise should be going in. So, so. really, like, I don't even like boxing. <laughs> like, but I really <laughs> like the Creed movies. <laughs> I don't even like boxing. Like, I, really? you never catch me, like, watching a boxing match. Interesting. Um, unless for some reason there's some hype about it okay. or some celebrity wants to get in the ring and get. Really? That's up. what I kind of don't like it. I'm like, Logan Paul. I'm like, well, I think I mainly watch those to see them get beaten up. I think, Oddly enough, he, he's kind of winning, right, though? Jake Paul. I think you're thinking of Jake Paul. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Logan um, Paul, I think, switched to the WWE. Yeah. Okay. Which is entertaining on its own. So. Yeah. But yeah, green. So, my number cool. five. I, uh, I, I, do like me, I do like myself uh, some fights, some UFC, some boxing, so I should. Anyway, I, I do enjoy those. I did enjoy the Creed, the first Creed, and I've not seen the Creed 3, so I'm glad, I'm glad you made mention of it. Yeah, pretty good. But not as good as your number four. Moving on to number four. Now, this is basic, and I I hesitated. I kind of just wanted to talk about it more than anything. And let me just triple check to actually make sure it came out in uh, in 2023. Feel free to announce it. I can't. If, I, uh, if it wasn't, then I'll just go to another movie. That we He'll already pull talked up about. Another one. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. So, checking for the third time. Uh, a documentary called Silver Dollar Road, and mm-hmm. it is on Amazon Prime, and it is about this family in the deepest of the deep Souths that basically uh, a black family fighting for the right to get the property back, and all the turmoil and all the the hell and the suffering that the family has had to endure. For property that was originally theirs, and basically taken away from them, and I I do not like to get political, on uh, or preachy on this podcast, but I do think that it was uh, a documentary worth watching. You know, giving insight into what what still happens in this country, and anyway, I just uh, I I was just I don't even watch like civil rights stuff that often. I'm not a very good. Uh, advocate or whatever but I, I do remember that documentary making an impact on me on you know things that are still happening you know to this day and you know just I think it's uh, I'm glad I'm glad the documentary exists to bring to light such issues that need to be solved and it breaks my heart what that family had to go through to me you know unjust imprisonment imprisonment for some of them but uh, anyway so with Elbro my number four nice. uh, made, made an impact on me and I uh I won't say enjoyed because that means I like but what I was watching. Very sad what I was watching. I think you can still enjoy. It. But I do. I am. I am glad to have seen that. I will say. So. Anyway, my number four. I never heard of that one. So. It was on Prime. I don't think. I don't think it was ever in theaters. It was just something that released on Amazon. I I did go through some documentaries that I thought about putting on there. Um, for instance, there was the one about the GameStop. Um, oh, I never, saw that, really. I never saw that. <laughs> that one came up. I was like, maybe. No, <laughs> it was actually a really good, interesting documentary. Oh, cool. Um, nice. But Silver Dollar Road, I never heard of that one, so I will have to watch that one. It was it was cool. It was cool in the in the actual real life ways. Makes you th- it makes you know brings to light the obvious issues. So, uh, your number four, please. My number four, I have the Flash. Dang. Okay. I debated making that one an honorable mention. Okay. I did. I, well, after we started the episode, right? No, actually earlier. <laughs> okay. uh, actually earlier, yeah. I, uh, Flash, 
I did like the portrayal of how he becomes the villain, or he flows through time. I like how the whole... My favorite part about The Flash is that all the action and everything takes a backseat in this movie. Mm -hmm. It ultimately comes down to the problem is that he can't fix his past and that he has to deal with the trials that he's had of his parents. Yeah. One of them um, being dead and one of them being in jail due to wrongdoings. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just really cool that he has to learn that he can't always fix everything and that some things are the way that they are and... There's nothing you can do to go back and change it. And I, I think that's a very powerful message. One, it just shows, you know, care for your loved ones because you don't know how long they're going to be there, mm-hmm. whether for just or unjust things. But also just shows that you can't live your life with regrets, otherwise it's going to be sad and you're going to mess up other things. Mm-hmm. And so I think the Flash, I know the CGI on it had some issues that people complained about, but... Wasn't perfect. I think if this movie came out in the nineties, you'd be like, "Whoa!" You know, like, well, of any, if, of course, of any CGI from thirty years later debuted yeah. thirty years earlier, you'd be like, "Oh my freaking gosh!" Well, but, and, but I think the reason of it is is not because of the action scenes; it's because of the the story. Is what I'm trying to say with that. I oh my, like, bad, my bad, my bad. That's like I you totally should be able you. to easily put aside like bad CGI for the main main story, and I, that's why I really like the Flash. Okay. That and I really like DC heroes, so. Um, biased in my favorites list just as you're biased in your favorites list because they are biased lists. These are biased lists. And uh, yeah, I really like The Flash. Oh, cool. I I am a DC hero stand myself. I do wish their movies were better, of course. But I, uh, I dare I say, I think how that relationship with his mom dying, I do feel like it was more touching and I enjoyed it more than even like the boy and the heron uh, mother-son relationship. I feel like you, you really got a sense of like you know, like I, I love my mom, and I'm very sad that this has to be the reality that I'm trying so hard to fix, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I I I thought I was going to hate the Flash, but it was I did I did enjoy that aspect of it. You're right, it was good. And just to touch on the boy there, I think it's because of the boy in the hair, and it's like the reason why she died <laughs> was because she had to go into like this mythical place. To well, no, she uh. Well, uh, yeah, at the end. She, she she dies at the beginning because she's caught in a fire, right? At a hospital? I don't think so. I think so. I need to rewatch that then. Maybe I, I missed that entirely. That's why... Uh, I thought she was just needed to be there. Because in the, cause remember in the beginning, uh, his dad's like, wait here. And he gets up to go anyway to see what's going on like at the hospital fire that's burning down. And I mm-hmm. think that's when his mom dies. Interesting. I, see, in my mind, that was just a cover. So that's interesting. I, I don't know how her spirit ended up on the other mythical side of. I think that's why. I, and that's what, that's why I think the Flash has more. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to. The Flash. Out. I, yeah, that's fair. The Flash. I anyway. With that concept, at least. Yeah, not perfect. I do think their time travel explanation was pretty hokey, but. I mean, it's time travel. The I know, but like I've seen it handled better. I feel like. Well, um, I like it because they made it their own. So. Well, I know they made it their own, but they could have made their own better. Anyway, the Flash. <laughs> I there is good in that movie, definitely. So, but your number three, my number three, Killers of the Flower Moon. Nice. I really like that movie, and uh, you know it had its flaws as well. Uh, and, and I don't, and, and I know you disagree with me on this. I don't, I don't think the length of it was necessarily a flaw. I don't mind if I'm enjoying what I'm watching. I think the length of it for a theater is long. And, that, and that's I fair. think if I watched it at home, I would 
I could pause it and take a break. Or I go to the bathroom. I think movies nowadays are longer. I feel like when I was a kid, movies at a theater were like 90 minutes. I feel like a two-hour movie was kind of long. Two-hour movie was considered long. A two-and-a-half-hour movie is kind of normal, I feel like. I'd say two hours is about normal. Yeah. Um, For your blockbusters, two-and-a-half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's good, Um, yeah. This movie was three hours. It was over three-and-a-half hours. Yeah, Yeah. that, that to me. Anyways. Don't want no, to take away and, from your pick. No, it's um, and it's a fair complaint. I think it just like uh, depends on your gustos, on your likes. I would say for something like that. But uh, Kills of the Flower Moon, uh, very sad, very sad movie. But uh, you know, for one, uh, also I think you know what uh, a message that still needs to be said. But I just was like, will Leonardo DiCaprio? do the right thing for five seconds. Will he, <laughs> will he actually be a good person at any point in this movie? So I, uh, I liked it. Um, I think the, the lead actress, uh, got a golden globe or no, what just happened? Golden, golden globes? globes. Yeah. Golden globe. I believe she got a golden globe and, uh, more. I, I really, I can't think of too many negative things to see about that movie, except that one guy that danced for a minute. For no reason. Just got, he just got a 60 seconds at it least of screen been, time. His dancing would have been fine in a two and a half hour film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that it was a three hour. Like, there was nothing wrong with him dancing. It was just how long the movie was. That I was like, okay, we didn't need that. <laughs> but, uh, Kiss of Thought Moon, uh, yeah, I just, um, made me, maybe want to dive deeper into the body of work that Barton Scorsese has produced for Americans over the past few for decades the for, the world. <laughs> for the world yes i'm sorry <laughs> i think he's got some international box office That's, oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure he definitely does yeah i'm sorry um but yeah kills the flower moon my number three nice i did not have that one on my list uh there but glad you did it was a it was a good movie this year um yeah that one i was always like man leonardo what do you, what, you why do you want me to like you so much yeah dude, i was like <laughs> why are you this idiot dirtbag and why am I rooting for you? How is this happening? How are you making me do that? I do think we should maybe not talk about it right now, but maybe in a later episode. Just I have some gripes with the Golden Globes. Really? Okay. Well, just compared to like the Academy, mm-hmm. like the Golden Globes make up their categories each year. Do they really? Well, yeah, they have like comedies and drama in like the same one. Oh, for real? For, like, best oh. actor. I uh, I don't know. I I truly I. And sometimes I learn what movies have won Oscars, but I don't follow Golden Globes or Oscar pageantries or anything like that. And some are just in completely wrong category. And there's only, like, compared to, like, hundreds of people that are vote on, like, the Oscars, there's only, like, 20 or 50 for the Golden Globes. Interesting. Okay. Um, and it's only if movies agree to be in there. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. Small little thing in there. That's true. Glad Oscar she won the Golden Globe. Glad she won the Golden Globe. Um, no, fair gripes. Fair gripes. I'm all about hearing this. My number three, FNAF. You're not even telling the truth right now. I actually did have it as my number three. No, you didn't. Got him twice. Didn't get him once. Didn't get him once, dude. No, my number three, I had Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three. Okay. It was number three because it was volume three. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why. Yes. I just noticed that right now, though. <laughs> dude, Rocket's backstory. Oh, this movie... That freaking ripped my heart out, man. I was like, I, even, I don't even care. I don't even like the Guardians of the Galaxy, but like the Rock of Axe, I was like, yo. I'm just glad you said something nice about this movie. The tears. Yeah. 
Because you did not like it. So the fact that you, you first thought of a nice thing was beautiful. <laughs> They're just not my kind of movies. I think, well, you no. didn't even see the first one. <laughs> I have seen the second one, though. <laughs> which the second one is the worst of the three. And the Christmas special, which was awful. Sorry. The Christmas special was fun. Friend. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I have um, taken up too much of your thunder. But yeah, The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was easily the best comic book movie that came out this year. Um, it ended a trilogy beautifully. I think James Gunn really showed what he's capable of doing here and makes me excited for the DC going forward because I like DC more and so I'm excited I to see how I hope he can we... clean up that mess of the company, dude. Only well, he's restarting everything. Or studio, yeah. So, I mean, it'll be a fresh start in his take no matter what. Yeah. So, I'm excited for that. Devil. Yeah, we will miss Henry Now, this is a small thing just about the DCU. I do think their casting is really great across the board. Fair. Fair. Nothing to do yeah. with like the actual movies or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I don't want to get into that, but I just think casting, yeah. they did a really good job. That's fair. Gal Gadot, do be looking like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, well, Wonder Woman, I think they did actually probably the best. Um, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, no, this movie balanced everything between emotional backstories, funny moments to coming together. And this is the movie I think I saw in theaters the most. I think I saw this at least three or four times. No way, dude. Three, four, I know for sure. Four times? And I saw Mario two or three times in theaters. So, Guardians, okay. no, this movie was really good. I think if any of you like any comic book movies, this is by far the best one to see. And was honestly one of the best Marvel movies of all time. So. That is what I heard. That was word on the internet streets was that it was, as far as Marvel movies go, one, it was the best one that's come out by, like, by a long shot since Endgame. But uh, you do love to see a franchise handled so well. And and the tropes and the things you know that it, that it relies on, I, of course, not my thing. But I do think executed, I would say, to perfection in that movie, if I, it is your thing. And I think it's because Guardians, that is like... They're the ones. I mean, all superhero movies kind of had it before, but Guardians was one who really put in like the comedic tropes. Yeah. But they all have really good timing, and it's not a carry-on joke that's just constantly thrown in your face. It's really well done. Um, I'd be very interested to see you watch the first one to see your thoughts on the first one. Let us know if you want me to watch all three Guardians in the Galaxy. I'll do it on a live stream. On a live, I I think. Can you do that? Well, you're you're not getting monetized anyways. That's true. Yeah. So what's the matter? That's fair. Yeah. I'll do it if you guys want me to. I won't like it, but I'll do it. And he'll, have, he'll be giving feedback constantly throughout. Yeah. Let us know. I can be in my natural habitat, criticizing things. Only one person has to has to comment, and we'll do it. Three. We'll make it three people. Three people have to comment. Three people? Okay. And I'll okay. do it, yeah. Three people have to say, I want this to happen. I'm ready to make fake accounts, baby. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brighton, thank you. So. Your number two. Uh, my number two. Yes, of course. And this was this one was a toss up. I I believe I had these in the reverse order. I really earlier I, I this pretty, year. I, I kind of predicted your top three once we were going along, and so I'm going to be shocked if it flipped. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say, you know what? I had it right the first time. Oppenheimer's my number two. Thank goodness. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. This is just a trope to number one. Um, uh, I, you know, now that we're this far along the list, I am surprised how far up Godzilla minus one has been for you. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, uh, Oppenheimer, uh, nothing more really to say about it. Uh, I'm sure it will sweep at the Oscars. I believe Christopher Nolan 
and Killian Murphy got their Golden Globes for it. And I would like to see Robert Downey Jr. get a supporting Best Actor Oscar. I think he killed it. Uh, him dialed back was still really good. But yeah, Oppenheimer, uh, sick story, uh, beautiful cinematography, practical effects. I just, I don't really like the sex scenes. I think that was weird. It's still, that was still odd. But I just really like that movie. <laughs> Christopher Nolan is still my favorite director. And that proved it. <laughs> so, oh, Christopher Nolan is the big time right now. Yeah, he is one of the. I want to say almost the only director where people are going to go see his movie just because it's a Christopher Nolan film. I don't know about that, but I, I current do, currently right now. I do feel like he I say is, he's one of the that's going to engage everyone. Some some of them are really good and have like their niches. Yeah, but I think Christopher Nolan, everyone enjoys his movie, even if you don't even like the topic. That's fair. I, yeah, I mean, you know, he he is the biggest name director in Hollywood right now. He has he has climbed to the top. Like he's he's our modern day Steven Spielberg. Like I was, I think that's a I, that feels like a fair comparison at this point. Yeah. Looking at the diversity of Steven Spielberg and looking at now the diversity of what Christopher Nolan has accomplished, I think that that feels like a fair comparison. This one was one of my honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, Oppenheimer, um, really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Besides, like you said, those few parts. But no, I think I think Killian Murphy did a did a great job. Really nailed it. Um, he learned Dutch for the role. Did I, really? I made that up. I don't know. I was like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I hardly remember him speaking any Dutch. <laughs> maybe like a sentence. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think he just did a one the scene where yeah. the guy's like, "I can translate for you," and he speaks in Dutch. He's like, "Oh, uh, what's he saying?" Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, no. What if honorable mentions? We should do an Oscars episode and kind of pick our winners because I think we'll have some interesting takes on some of those. So. We will roll out the red carpet for you guys, of course. Yeah, live show if you want. To <laughs> yeah. If we get five, we'll fly votes, down. Yeah, <laughs> we will not fly down. It was more of a we watch it and treat it. <laughs> um, yeah, great, great choice. Glad you put that so, one up there. I, I'm glad. I knew you were going to put it up here because you really liked that one, and I'm glad we deserve to talk about it. Was one of my honorable mentions. So same for uh, Dead Reckoning. I think Dead Reckoning was like that was that was cool. So, uh, anyway, your number two. Now we can talk about Godzilla <gasps> minus one. I have so much to say. I didn't know this movie was coming out until probably October, maybe September. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. I am a big fan of just Godzilla movies. Now, <laughs> there the go, Americanized Mark. ones that have come out the past five years, mm-hmm. they're not good. Mm-hmm. True. Story-wise, they're not good. True. Yeah. The action is awesome. Dude, Godzilla fighting King Kong, my inner six-year-old was losing its mind. Nothing else. I mean, I don't think I'd rewatch it, but cool. But that's why I watched those movies is for that. And that's why I was thinking with this one. I was like, you know, I'll go and I want to see Godzilla shoot a laser beam yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah. Worth the price of admission every time. Yeah. <laughs> Worth the price. Yeah, dude. He's, he's a cinematic icon, truly. But this is the first time that recently, at least, maybe in the past, it's been different with some of the Japanese um, adaptations. But this is the only one where you as the viewer, one, love the characters so much. And the movie is about the characters and Godzilla just happens to be there. True. True, true. He causes these characters to come together. Yes. But Godzilla is scarier than he has been in any movie. He was terrifying. Like, he was, I was like... 
but did like a oh. fraction of the damage they did in all the other ones. Yeah. But just the way they have the soundtrack and that the damage that he causes to the people that we've learned to love, mm-hmm. just how we see how much destruction he did and how much it actually matters. Like, it's terrifying every time you just hear the music coming in or hear his footsteps, which I think is amazing that they could capture that on the screen, let alone for a budget of $15 million. I was shocked, and I was like, it It must be like inflation, man, because I wanted, I wanted to live in Japan if that's what it costs to make a good movie. I No, I think so, that Hollywood just needs to learn from that. I think Hollywood yeah. can do that. Yeah, they're just dumping money into things that don't. No, granted, yeah. I think if once you have an A-list actor, they almost ask for that much. <laughs> but, right, yeah. But I don't know. I think there's the characters, you, you love them so much, and they come from just diverse backgrounds, but yet all in Japan when World War II happened, and just to see how Jap- the Japanese kind of reacted, I think it was super cool. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I uh, and now the resident expert that I know, uh, my mom, uh, loves Godzilla, inexplicably, but she, uh, I, I went to see it with her on Christmas Day, and it did seem to be, obviously compared to like the Ameri- like the American reboots and stuff, you know, that that's just for the action, and you're like, you, you kind of get lost in the in the Hollywood sauce there, which is not a good thing, I would say. But this did seem like a very uh, more truer uh, callback to the old school Godzilla movies. And I don't think it was like frame for frame or anything, but I think they had a lot of like the... General uh, story, yeah, Attack the, on Tokyo. The story, uh, the music, um, the the news reporters that fall off the building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this was uh, even the plans to... Uh, or I, I know the plans were scientifically different. But the plan on how they're going to make Godzilla, the meeting, how they come together to make the plan. I think this was a pretty faithful uh, modern recreation. And like I said, the music, uh, everything. I, I even like the color palettes that they used for uh, the houses and people's wardrobes. It was noticeable and it was satisfying. It was cool. Like I said, to do this all with $15 million, I think, is noteworthy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think she should have died. I think she should have stayed dead. I To me, it kind of sucked out all the sacrifice and heartache that he had gone through when she was alive. I disagree with you. So. I could I could see how you would want that. I, I definitely understand that because I mean, I was like, what? She's alive? But they kind of they kind of made it made sense that like people were being taken to the hospital and such. And I was glad that she was still injured. Like she was not the same that she was before. But it was nice that the main the main character finally got a break. Finally. I guess that's fair. You're finally like, got something. This take. Yeah, so. like, even if he defeated Godzilla and, like, didn't get her back, it's like, well, yeah. back to square one. Yeah. Before you have this kid still now by yourself, that's going to put you even harder. Yeah. Finally got something to turn his way, and it's because he did the right thing. Yeah. I mean, storyline doesn't because she would have survived anyways, but... <laughs> If yeah. you think about it, like this, yeah. if it was like a real life thing, but like I would die for that girl. But like, so. it, I don't know. To me, it made him come full circle. That when you do the right, not saying that he should have been a kamikaze and died, <laughs> but that, he like, was going to. He he was willing to do that. No, um, I mean like uh, originally, like in World War Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not saying that, yeah. but That's, essentially saying, oh, yeah, at yeah. that time, that was doing the right thing for him in his spot. Yeah, that was he did the wrong thing in in, in the present. So and this is the first time that he. Took things in his old hands. I even love how they portrayed just the way that those who were in World War II 
talk to the younger generation of like, hey, you actually don't want this. Like, I know you want to fight. Oh, yeah, like the, other, like the boat guy? They're yeah. Like, you are staying out of this because you, yeah. And, like, the kid <laughs> so, doesn't understand because he's like, I, I want to fight. Like, I want to help. Yeah. Like, which I think is a lot of what a lot of people thought in World War II. But, I don't know, it just really showed, one, what war does to people. And then, two, how much they were trying to help him without him realizing. And I think that was a cool kind of, like, subplot that each of the characters kind of had. So Yeah. No, definitely, yeah. Uh, cool subplot. The mechanic that was like, you idiot, you doomed us all in the beginning was like, hey man, don't kill yourself when he was going to. But uh, but yeah, hats off to that studio for doing what they did. If that, I didn't know that was the budget, 15 million. Yeah. Yeah, hats off to that studio. I hope they do other things because that was that was good. Completely shocked. Did not, if I told you at the beginning of this year, this is my top 10, I would not have believed it. I know, I was like, another Godzilla movie? Sure, I guess. I'll go see it with my mom. And I was like, oh, uh, cool. Godzilla versus King Kong, A New Age, I think is what it's called. It's coming out this April, not related. Goes back into the other ones. So. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer: Ethan did tell me that I was surprised that this was a one-off, but I'm glad it was a one-off. Yeah, it'd be weird to have yeah. the second one. So, so yeah, that was your your number two. You My say. number two. All right. We both had World War Two movies for number two. We did, yes. Because it's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. So no, I put Guardians number three? No, that's not why you put Guardians. You there was a four three. in any title, I would have put it. No, no, Automatically deserves it. I don't even think I can think of a movie with a number four in the title. I am number four. Star Wars isn't really... Star Wars is a four. They just call it Star Wars. If anything, it's the first one. <laughs> I know, yeah. I think it's the first one. Yeah, I think by the fourth one, like, well, Kung Fu Panda 4 is coming out this oh, year. Actually, Kung Fu Panda number four. But I think after the third one, people kind of drop the numbers and just giving it names in general. Yeah. What, what was the fourth Fast and Furious? Was it Fast 4? The Fast and Furious? The. It's just I thought, the Fast I thought, I thought that was the fifth one. No, that's Fast 5. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah, yeah. What, number, what is number four in it? iPhone 4? Uh, the iPhone 4 does. So that's not a movie, but it counts. Uh, yeah, I, uh, what? That's number four in it. What franchises have dragged out their their miserable existences too long to milk a fourth one? Well, I think a lot of them do. It's just I think once the fourth one comes around, they drop the number system. No, I, I see what you... That's why I'm like trying to struggle. I'm like they all like Shrek, it, they dropped it. Shrek the third, Shrek happily ever after. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was a fourth High School Musical. High School Musical 4. There was a TV show. I've never even seen the first one. That's true. There's the... Yeah. Uh, Frozen 4. Skip three. That's true. Yeah, skip three. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I got nothing. I think Saw the, four, right? Saw four. I think. I think the Iron Man's and only Guardians have numbers in their titles for all Marvel movies. Iron Man one, two, and three. Guardians of the Galaxy volume one, two, and three. But they have the volume, which makes it a little cooler. Yeah, that, yeah, that that does add. And it adds to the music that they have, which mm-hmm. really ties into the story and not tacky like in some other movies. It's tacky. It's fine. I think it makes sense though. You haven't seen the first one, so you don't even know how I got the tapes. I uh, anyway, uh, number four, the original topic. We Rocky were had four. Ro- yeah, Rocky. Did four. it? Was it called Rocky Four? I think so, because that's where he fights the Russian guy. But do we just call it Rocky Four? I think it's Rocky Four. And I think yeah, that I one think, is just Rocky. I think four. it's like that. Up we found six. one. Yeah. We did it. Will they do Creed Four? Will they do the fourth Creed, or will they do Creed back in action, or like Creed the Lost Tapes or something? The Lost Tape. I don't know. I'm, I'm just <laughs> like a SpongeBob for, episode. <laughs> Sorry. Movies with the number four. I wonder if they'll change the Kung Fu Panda title. 
No, there's no. I, I, I mean, we've already seen marketing for it. They can't pull it back now. The only time that was done was with Sonic the Hedgehog. There is going to be a third one for that coming out. Oh, nice. Good Good for the blue blur. Soliana's Blue Win, if you know that reference. I hope no one does. Our number ones, though. Ah, all right. The actual thing we were talking about, not number four. On three. One, one two, two, three. Aquaman the Lost Sea. Really? Is, <laughs> everything, is everything a joke to you, Mr. Thompson? <laughs> actually, I like that movie, personally. Yeah, oh, but, oh you did, I thought you were... Uh, oh, I didn't even know you saw it, actually. Well, I knew you, you wouldn't want to see it, so I... Well, I said I wanted to go with you. I saw it when I was home. I want to support you in your bad movie choices. <laughs> um, Spider-Man, the Across the Spider-Verse. Was that actually your number one, too? Yeah, it was my easily number one for the year. Yeah. Watch the first one, John, and then watch the second one. So... <laughs> They're just, they're just works of art, man. Like, from top to bottom. They're just so, just chef's kiss, man. Just so good. And it's a good rewatchable one, too. Yeah. I think that's, to me, why it hit my number one is because I can rewatch it. That is a big factor that goes into my list is how rewatchable it is. Which is the reason, the main reason why I didn't have, like, Oppenheimer on my list. Um, just because no, nothing against it. I think it's a great movie. It's just not one that, like, I want to watch often. Um, but no, Spider-Man, I could watch this one yeah. almost monthly. Not that I will, but if, like, I was, if some, once a month someone was like, hey, you want to watch this? I'd watch it. <laughs> it's like, it's that time of the month. Oh, yeah, it's my, my cycles do. Yeah, let's watch it. Yeah, for sure. So, that's, uh, I, I do, I did enjoy our discussion of, like, rewatchability as far as making something good and why something is rewatchable. And that's fair. Oppenheimer, I don't think, yeah, I want to watch it once a month, but. No, I'm not saying that is the end all, end all for making a movie great that's just one of my criteria for being no, one of my favorites it is a fair um, criteria. Mm-hmm. so i'm very happy you put that high on your list because it deserved to be high on your list just but this movie spider-man what a, what a movie oh it's just so do everything's just so good like just like no no flaws no and there's flaws. no dead air it's enjoyable start to yeah, finish start even to finish. when it's just talking mm-hmm. or as for a comic movie that's really good yep that mona lisa song they played in the movie i i I bump that song all the time. Even the, like all the music's good. Soundtrack's great. Soundtrack's great. Even the songs that weren't even in the movie. Yeah, I know. Well, I I want some clarification on how like all these the the movie soundtracks seem to be like in different places somehow. I don't know how. That, oh, compared to the album order. Yeah. Yeah, they're very. It's just very weird. Different. I'm like, what happened? What what was Metro doing, man? Well, I do think they are put in order of bangers to non bangers. I, I guess maybe that's what they were going. With for. a couple exceptions, I think it is pretty ordered. The album, at least, by how good the songs are. So, I guess. Roughly. The second Roughly. half is rough. That's fair. Not Now, not every song is great that's on that album. I will say that. But it'd be weird to have the best song yeah. last. That's true. They put number two. I think Mr. Opinion. Brightside is, like, number two on that album. So that makes sense. Let's see. Let me see here. Uh, All Right's, like, number... Unless three. they're telling a story with the album. That's, like, number five? Or number Which two? I feel like very few people do. Where's number one? I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, not that they needed to. Um, yeah, I think more. I think that happens a lot, but nice touch of it is not not gonna. Not gonna it was surprising actually for a. Sorry, this is we're talking more about the music, but um, <laughs> surprising that this one was actually not chronological chronological order from where it came out in the movie. No, I noticed that. I was like, this scene happened like early on, and then I'd be like, this was at the end of the movie. Like, what's going on? I think it was due to a lot of the fact though that they had songs in there that were not even in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I I don't know what what. Uh, like legal messes or production messes they had to endure, but there was something where I was like, "What's? Why is it all jumbled like this? Why is everything in different spots?" Because you gotta watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Even the song that we're not on the Metro Boomin album, but 
that was, uh, yeah, cannot say enough positive things about that. The only movie I saw twice this year that I wanted to watch twice. So, <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, just, uh, I don't care if you're five years old or 95 years old. Watch these movies. They will give you life. They are just so good. And we are big Spider-Man fans. And so I think that's also plays into this. I think this movie mm-hmm. will be high. On, it should be in everybody's top ten for sure. Yeah. I, if it's not your top ten, I want to see what other movies you put ahead of it. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to put a number one like we did. but Top ten. Top ten. Crime does not have the top ten for this year. Make Spider-Man still alive. Does the multiverse right? By oh, yeah. still making us focus on the main characters and not getting lost in everything. Mm-hmm. But if you want to pause the screen and look at stuff, that's cool too. And I'm excited for the third one. Now, this to me is an example of a big cliffhanger of like, yeah, yeah. I need to watch the third one. Mm-hmm. Like, it like it does not wrap up at the end of the movie. It has to keep going, which as we're like dead reckoning, you're like, okay, they got, they got halfway there. Like, well, it's like a sudden, like, bam, done. Yeah. We're dead reckoning. We kind of see the movie wrapping up. Yeah. Um, you definitely do. There's a whole monologue that comes on the screen. <laughs> Why not? Well, anyway. <laughs> but oh. this one, I think this works for this movie. And I hope the third one is good. Uh, the stakes are high. They've shown they can do it twice. Now, they did have a Hoover's Rider Strike, so it got delayed. It's not coming out in March anymore. Mm-hmm. doesn't have a new date. Uh, we're hoping for 2024. Fingers crossed. Not likely, though. Most likely be 2025. I am okay with delays in this because that means they're going to take their time and do it right. So... I would hope so, anyway. I mean, they already have, like, everything written. Yeah, but, like, it's as far just, as, like, you know, the... We don't want the graphic design. The rest of the process. Grinding. <laughs> no. Like, apparently they were in the second one. Um, but, no, this movie was really good. Go see it if you haven't seen it. Watch the first one first, like Lee said. Uh, any other good things you want to say about Spider-Man? I know we kind of just talked about how good it is. We didn't really get any specifics. <laughs> I, uh, Spider-Man is my second favorite superhero at all. Is your number one? Superman. Superman. Yeah. I knew that actually. Sorry. What is yours actually? Flash. Ooh no. I was like, I don't think it was Flash. I think I asked you that once. My 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 tops kind of change. Okay. The only one from Marvel that makes my list is Spider Man. I don't think any other Marvel character. Not even Iron Man. Would make my top ten. No, Iron Man's definitely not in my top ten. Really? No, I'm more likely to put like one of the Guardians characters or something, or an <laughs> X Men character. Probably Wolverine. Wow. Um, it's my second favorite Marvel character. No, top superheroes is. Probably another story for another day. I always—I mean, Batman's always up there. Superman, Green Lantern, Flash. I'd say kind of up there. Okay. Spider-Man is Fair. up there in there. Spider-Man is in there in that conversation. That's uh... Spider-Man and Batman, but specifically more as a kid for Spider-Man is the most relatable comic book character. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. No one relates to Batman. <laughs> well, no you relate to him in the fact that he's a person. Well, I guess so. And that I... he went through a hard. Like his trials are like the clearest. That's fair. And you'd be like, well, you have these superpowers. I think he just whines about his trials the most, if I'm being honest. As opposed to like everyone else that had like their whole home worlds or home civilizations destroyed. I think Batman's the most like, I do what is right <laughs> because of this happened. My parents did it. Where Superman's like, yeah, man, we all went through our I think Spider Man's the exact same in that way with Uncle Ben, personally. But I, uh, well, I'm sorry. Comparative to like, I guess I was throwing out DC characters. Oh, okay. Example, but like, yeah, Spider-Man. To me, that's like, why they're the most relatable, though, because yeah. they have a purpose that's rooted in, in like a loss of something, or I suppose in being human. Mm-hmm. They have 
they're the most human characters. Oh, yeah. That are one of the majors. I know there's some other characters that are like, oh, they're human, but they're not They're not the heavy hitters. I think every kid can, can relate to Spider-Man in some way. He's cool. Oh, yeah. He's sick, dude. So dope. And they keep making him cooler. I know. Which is like, which you love to see. Hard to do. Yeah. Like, how can can you top Tobey Maguire? Uh, Well, I don't think they ever have. I think they have, actually. (laughs) I think these Spider-Verse movies are the best Spider-Man movies that have ever happened. It is weird comparing to me animated movies and like. Live action. So. I know, it feels odd. <laughs> I, I don't want to... Live action, it just, it's just totally different. I'm sure if these actors totally acted it out, it'd be very different. Yeah. Some of them, not all. <laughs> Maybe. But, but yeah, uh, good things to say, uh, besides the soundtrack, of course. Um, you, um, aside from rooting for Miles, you're like, man, I'm just like, you're doing it, man. And you're doing great. But I think, um, I think the parent relationship is important in these movies. And I love Spot as a villain. I think Spot's a really cool villain. He's a good villain in that he's good at taking a backseat. A villain of the week, you'd say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we don't really care. I don't think he really takes the backseat. I think he's kind of... I think he puts himself out in front perfectly to make it a movie that has a purpose. Uh, well, I mean... I like, mean, some, some could even argue he's not the main villain there's, in the movie. That's fair, yeah. I, I, do, <laughs> some, I do think Michael O'Hare is... Or Miguel O'Hare is the, is the main villain. And Spot, of course, is you know makes his grand at the end be like, I'm coming for you at the end. And it's going to be... It's perfect. Too. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't steal the show. Mm-hmm. But I, I do love how they just intertwine these, these character relationships so like effortlessly uh, between everyone. Uh, it's not easy to give everyone their own plot. Like Gwen has their own plot. Uh, Peter Parker kind of has his own plot. <laughs> um, they make each Spider-Man different. Yeah. And not just animation style or voice. Yeah. Personality-wise. They're their own they're hero. Different. They're their own thing. Even me They do Lair. things all slightly different. Yeah. I, think, uh, I don't think that's easy to juggle that. Um, and just visually stunning. It's just beautiful works of art on their own. So, yeah, I just cannot... Um, good acting. I don't think any line is ever cheesy. Uh, I think the actors do well. No, there's definitely cheesy lines in this film. Well, like, appropriately cheesy lines. You just I like... Say. You just say Well, it's because it's perfect. It's good. It's good. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing so. wrong with it being cheesy. Um, now, this is one thing. I think I need to watch the movie again. But I've always tried to understand this since it, end- it ended, even though I watched it twice. And I only remember it... I don't even look for it when I've watched it again. I only think about it at the end each time. But I'm like, wait a minute. This is huge spoilers right here. But <laughs> so, like, the thing is that, like, his dad has to die because that's what happens mm-hmm. to all Peter Parkers and to all yeah, they Spider-Man. Yeah, this, this loss. Their Uncle Ben. But he was not supposed to be. Yeah. To, to, to me, that was cool. I was like, whoa, he actually, even going back to the first one, you're like, he wasn't even supposed to be there. So I'm like, isn't that Peter Parker's Ben supposed to die? Why does that have to be his dad? Oh, we're going to find out, dude. That's why I'm like, I'm like, we're is it just swaying us in a direction that, and that's what's going to make it okay? But I'm calling it right now. That's what's going to make it okay. Let's, 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 let's timestamp this, which that's, it always is because it comes out on Spotify. But yeah, we're going to come back to that. Because that, that's just one thing that's always bothered me. I'm like, why does he have to die? He's not even supposed to be the hero. <laughs> like, no, that's fair. And you're like, maybe he is supposed to, maybe Miguel's wrong. He is supposed to be the hero because his dad is supposed to die. Yeah, so that's why I was like, huh? But they all seem to think that his dad's supposed to die. So I'm like, Miguel, you put so much work into this. And you know he's not the one. (laughs) (laughs) It's the other one. That Peter Parker died. So what happened to his uncle? 
<laughs> or to his Gwen Stacy or something. I don't know. To me, that's something that's always going to bother me with this. I'm like, yeah. but I think they're going to address it in the third one. That's why I haven't addressed it as an issue. So I'm sure they'll address it because it is a it is a fair thing, and I'm sure they're going to hold on to that <laughs> into the third one. Any honorable mentions for you? Uh, now that you've thought about movies, uh, besides Dead Reckoning, uh, I, I would make the Flash. And, uh, watch the Flash if you feel like it. Uh, let's see here. You don't have to have any. I don't. Uh, I think the one that I forgot, which was Dead Reckoning, that we touched on, which I'm glad we did. Uh, but I don't have any other honorable mentions. Besides the ones that I or we already talked about, like the Creator and Openheimer, were honorable mentions for me. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Oh yeah, that's true. you did like that one. Yeah, I remember that. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before. Just built a character that I hope one day we'll play. Please. Um, I was so excited to be a swashbuckler, to be Jack Sparrow. <laughs> but I think I, because I saw it with some friends that had also that played Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. and they noticed like a lot of cool things. They're like, oh yeah, it's just like when we play like stuff like this, and like I knew nothing about that, but I still enjoyed the film, okay. which I think is amazing that they were able to capture that in the Dungeons and Dragons movie versus other people to like it and yet make those things subtle. At least to me, they were subtle because I never played it. I'm sure if you played the game, you're like, that's not subtle. What are you talking about? It's right yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, but I think that's cool that you don't have to play it to enjoy the movie. So um, that was a fun one. That's a good Thursday night movie, I would say. Fair, fair, okay. Um, yeah, that was my main one, honorable mention. I was <laughs> was, well, because we were talking about right. the other two. Yeah. Um, but cool. let us know your top ten. Yeah, were. let us know if we missed any. Let us know your awful movie takes or your good movie takes. Uh, both are appreciated, but one is appreciated more. So let us know if we missed any, what you liked in 2023. And I think you've heard discussion up about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse enough. So. To be fair, I think we talked about some other movies longer. <laughs> um, we talked about Godzilla a lot. <laughs> I, I almost put it number one. <laughs> uh, remember, though. Three comments and Lee will live stream the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, three comments requesting on any social media platform. Maybe not Instagram. Well, I guess we could do it on the Instagram. Instagram yeah, yeah. That'd be a weird one. Actually. We can need to learn how to do one stream first, probably. Yeah. Maybe dapple with two. Do you are expensive, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, that's free resource. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want it to look good. I don't want to look either on my phone. Like Selena Gomez in that iPhone commercial. Like, it's a stream. That's what they look like. All of the, every stream I looks know, like I that. Wanted, I want it to be a good-looking stream, not this 420 or 480 uh, resolution where I can see well, each picture. I mean, your phone camera is probably better. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I know. But, like, streaming quality? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's still probably better than any other camera we got. But, anyways, anyway. three comments. We'll do that. Five, and we did something else. I can't remember what it was. Um, what, why don't we say five for anything? Dude? Oh, five, we're going to live stream the Oscars. That's you're making this up. No, remember? We said we'd five? do yeah, five. We said we live stream the Oscars. Did you say that? Yeah. I'm sorry, I missed it. I apologize. No, remember because you're like, yeah, we're gonna fly. Why? Oh, I said I remember saying that. Yeah, let's do the five. Okay, all right. Hundred, five hundred for that one. Join us for the Oscars if you'd like. Maybe we'll play some Oscar games. But uh, <laughs> this has been it for the premiere. We'll join you next time. Bye.